Hey mama, I want to invite you to something. I am hosting a free anger management bootcamp on the podcast, May 13th through the 17th. Monday through Friday, there will be a new episode released teaching you where anger comes from and what goes on in your brain when you feel intense feelings, how to lower your stress and increase capacity levels as a mom, how to shift your mindset to align your actions with the mom that you want to be, and how to break generational anger patterns. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a day and sign up using the link in the show notes so you can get access to the episodes as soon as they drop and an email summary of the daily trainings, as well as access to a live Q&A call on the last day of the bootcamp. Invite one or three of your mama friends so they can learn how to manage their emotions well too. Link to sign up is in the show notes. I can't wait to see you in there. Let's get back into this podcast episode. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Mama. Thank you for showing up again and again to this podcast. I feel so honored and so grateful. I'm just about to hit 80,000 downloads on this podcast, and I feel so honored that you keep coming week after week. And I just want to say Happy New Year. I hope this year goes really well for you and there you are able to work on areas in your life that maybe are holding you back and you can grow into the person that God is calling you to be and the person that you want to be for your family and for your kids. I know that all of us in general as humans we want level 10 success in our marriages, in our finances, in parenting, and all the things. And in order to get there, we have to put effort and work on ourselves. And most of us choose not to because it's hard work. It's hard work to reflect on yourself and look on things that are not working, things that are not going well, and what can you do differently and put yourself out of your comfort zone. So I hope this year... God blesses you and that you are able to reflect on what has not been working in the past year and what do you want to do differently this coming year. I love to do those exercises where I sit down and I reflect on the previous year and I think when and I look back and I think what did not work this past year? What did work? What was really good? And then What changes do I want to make forward to grow into the person I want to become? And this is an episode of a reflection of December in this past year. I have been doing once a month kind of a recap behind the scenes into my life since I don't do social media. I decided that I think it would be fun to have one episode a month where you get to kind of have a little bit insights and into my life and see how things are behind the scenes and maybe you'll find some things relatable, which you probably will because you have kids and I have kids. So one of the things was I wanted to share about December was I went to a ladies event at church. It was just like we had a craft evening early December and I was talking to one of the moms over there and we were talking about Advent and doing that with our kids and one of the things that she mentioned she's like you know I have so many Advent books to do with my kids and they're all so good and I want to do them all but then it becomes too much right because you can't do them all and you want your kids to listen and soak this in and 
the reality is when you have kids that are young and we were like totally laughing about it. It's like, you're trying to read a Bible story with them. And one of them is like farting. Another one is upside down on the couch. Another one is making faces. Another one is trying to find something. Another one has to use the bathroom. And it's like, you're just trying to do this spiritual thing with your kids. You're trying to teach them the word of God. You're trying to be this good mom, right? And it feels so frustrating that your kids are just not cooperating and not going along with the flow. And I totally, totally feel that because sometimes in the evening Bible story time and, you know, praying can be really challenging because (laughs) we had one of the evenings we were praying and my six-year-old was praying. And as he's praying, he's praying for his brother to stop making faces at him in the current moment. And it's like, well, if you have your eyes closed, you wouldn't see your brother make faces at you. And it's like all the things that are just like reality with kids. And my boys can't watch anything on the TV without being upside down on the couch, especially the younger ones. And we have a sensory swing that I will link in the show notes that I would love for you to check out. If your kids have any sensory kind of needs maybe, or they just love to move their bodies a lot, which a lot of kids do. In our family, we have this, it's like a cloth swing, and I will link it in the show notes. It's a sensory swing, and I think you're really, really going to like it. I will actually link my Amazon store in the show notes, and one of the things that I'm going to start doing this coming year is at the end of every episode, I will give you one item that I have purchased that I really love that has been so transformational and helpful for me or my family and every day. It could be a toy the kids are using. It could be like a sensory swing, which is going to be this week. Now that I'm talking about it, I think it would be a good one to add. It could be another mom hack, like it's okay to wake up alarm clock for the kids or whatever it is. And I will share one item on every episode and I will link my Amazon store in the show notes. So if that is something that you think would be a good fit for you, you can check it out. And so anyways, we're going to go back to our kids and Bible stories and Bible story time and how my children go a little crazy when we try to do that. We usually don't have our two-year-old sit on Bible story time because she usually goes to bed a little bit earlier. Speaking of that, my two-and-a-half-year-old little girl thinks it is really, really funny to run away from me and for me to chase her. And she thinks it's a joke. And every time I try to get her ready for bed at nap time, she just starts running away around the house. And it, oh my goodness, I don't know what it is with two-year-olds. They're so fast. They run so fast. If we go outside and we're getting into the car and I'm carrying some things in my hands, and she runs outside before me, she just starts running away down the street, and I'm like chasing her, trying to catch her, and she thinks it's funny, and obviously it can be dangerous, right? Sometimes it's fine, and other times, you know, there could be cars, and all the things, and she does that on the church parking lot, and I'm in my heels trying to chase her down, and she thinks it's hilarious, so that is me and my two-year-old. We're still working on potty training number two. We're down, you know, we're good with number one, and we're still working in number two, two and a half years old. I'm not stressing about it like I did with my first one. With my first son, I felt like I was really pressuring him 
to get that thing down. And now with a fourth kid, you're like, eh, you know, they'll get there when they won't get there. And I don't feel too stressed out about it. So that is what's going on with my little girl. What happened in December was that second week of December, I caught some bug and I got really, oh, I don't know if you heard my stomach grumbling there. I got really sick. I got really, really sick and I was literally out for like four days. I did nothing. Thankfully, the worst days were on Saturday and Sunday. My husband was home and he was able to take care of the kids. Obviously, like when mom is sick, the house just doesn't run the same way. You know it. I know it. We all know it. Like as moms, we just make the house run so much more smoother. Thankfully, my older kids, they do quite a bit of chores around the house. And so they were still able to, you know, do the main things. It's just the biggest thing is I'm the main cook in the family. And if I'm not there to cook, my husband can do like the basic things, but he tends to just want to eat out and to make things easy. And I get that. It's easier, right, to eat out. So one of the days he went and picked up Costco pizza. Um, if you know, Costco has $10 pizza that is humongous family size. And you don't need a Costco membership to get it. And it lasted us for a couple of meals. And so it was helpful that my husband was home. And then the other two days, I dropped off the boys at school. Thankfully, the boys did not get sick. My two-year-old got sick, but she was only sick for two days. But I was sick literally for a whole week. It took me a week to start feeling better. But the first four days, I was out completely. I was literally just dropped off the kids at school. And I was on the couch laying there with headache and barely able to move while my toddler was strapped in a high chair, just watching cartoons and eating snacks. And then I put her down for a nap and I napped. And then I went and picked up the kids and I'm laying on the couch. Like I literally could not do anything. And it's not fun. It's not fun, especially as a mom when you, for me, my personality is like, I like to be productive. I like to get things done and feeling like helpless and not being able to do much and wanting to do things. That is hard. And I had to shift my mindset and be like, tell myself, this is my time to rest. This is my chance to rest and slow down. I wanted to make cookies with the kids and all these things. And I couldn't, I just couldn't. And I had to accept that and I'm sure you relate to that. When mom gets sick, it's not fun and I wish moms were an exception and they never had to get sick. One of the things that happened that created a bad habit after when I got sick was I wasn't getting up in the mornings and having my normal morning routine. And as you know, it's really easy to shift back into poor habits that are not serving you because they're easy because our brain is wired to move away from pain and towards pleasure. And it's so much easier to snooze and sleep in than to get up early in the mornings before your family. And so what I noticed was that right after that, I, after those sick days, I just started to keep sleeping in in the morning until the last minute, until I had to get my kids up for school. And even past that time and then we were rushing in the mornings and things felt hectic and overwhelming and I was short with my kids and snappy with my kids and obviously also when I was sick one of the things that I noticed when I have a headache I don't do well I don't respond well because what happens is when you are in pain your brain is focused on 
It's taking its energy to focus on the fact that you're feeling pain. And in order to emotionally regulate, that takes energy. And I'm sure you have noticed when you feel sick and you feel unwell, it is much harder to remain calm and grounded and collected. That's normal. That's not just you. And that's one of the things that I definitely noticed with my kids was that I was getting really snappy, really reactive. And obviously right away, I'm like, oh my gosh, I teach this. I know better. I need to do better. That's Those are my thoughts. And I had to constantly remind myself, like, I am a good mom. I'm just having a really, really hard time right now. I'm doing my best to my mental and physical capacity in this moment. And then I slipped back into poor habits of sleeping in and staying up late at night and being on my phone a lot more because I don't have social media on my phone, but I would go on YouTube and just like look at YouTube shorts and YouTube videos like silly grooming, dog grooming videos because apparently that's interesting. I don't know why. And <laughs> and I was just spending a lot of time doing that. And then it created this cycle of staying up late and sleeping in in the morning. And then the kids got on Christmas break. And then obviously it's just everything shifted. Kids staying up late, sleeping in in the mornings. And right now it is past, you know, their regular wake up time for like during school and my kids are still sleeping and which is nice, you know, and it's still Christmas break for us over here. But what I've noticed is that I was not doing well as a mom. I was feeling a lot more edgy during the day and feeling more annoyed with my kids and reactive. And I didn't like that. And I didn't like that. And so I decided to send out several emails to my email list, inviting moms that want to join to do a challenge this January. By the way, you can still join if you'd like to. And here's what you need to do. You can scroll down to my email, hello at emotionallyhealthylegacy.com. And you just email me the word challenge and I will send you the next steps. And so in this challenge, it is a free 30-day challenge in in January about getting up one hour before your family and using that time without your phone to connect with God. You can move your body, you can journal, you can do uh, positive affirmations, whatever it is that fills your soul and fills you up for the day. And I, I just recommend this for moms because I know it massively, massively, massively transforms my day and how I show up as a mom. So if you want to do the challenge and you want to join us, I already have many women that are signed up and we are doing it on Boxer. It's a an app that you download and we do group chats in there and I encourage you and I keep you accountable and it's pretty much free coaching for me because I send you voice texts and voice messages and then women respond in text messages on there. So if you want to join, there's still time, email me the word challenge and I will get you all set up. So that was my poor habit that I slipped back to in December is staying up late and sleeping in and that did not serve me well and I really noticed that and I want to change that in January moving forward and in order to keep myself accountable that's why I created the challenge. (laughs) What else happened in December once I started feeling better and my kids got on Christmas break already we made some cookies 
on I think Christmas Eve we made some cookies and on Christmas Day we drove around our neighborhood because it was rainy and we dropped off cookies and I had the kids sign cards to some of our neighbors just saying Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Jesus loves you and we uh, dropped off some of the cards to our neighbors, the ones that we talk to on a regular basis um, when we go on walks with our family. There's multiple neighbors that we always like talk to end up saying hi to and just having a relationship with so we dropped off cookies for them and one of the retired old men he's like probably 70 years old he lives alone he messaged text messaged me back and he said thank you so much for having your boys come over and drop off you know the card and the cookies it really brightened my day more than you know and that day since we live away from family and we don't really have much going on around Christmas season. It kind of, the difference is, is that when we live here is that because we don't have family, we don't have to really friends here. We just, things are really slow during Christmas. It really isn't busy. And we were going to do Christmas dinner and I marinated shish kebabs and we had plenty of meat and mashed potatoes and salad. And I thought to myself, after getting that text message from Mr. Sam, I thought, well, what if we invite him for Christmas dinner? He's probably lonely by himself at home. And I asked my husband. My husband said, yeah, that's cool. And we, I text messaged him and said, hey, would you like to come over for dinner at 530? We would love to see you. And he did. And so we had our neighbor, Mr. Sam, over for dinner. I have never, ever done anything like that before where, you know, we just randomly invited a neighbor over like last minute and especially for like Christmas dinner. But he was so happy. He loves to talk, which is totally cool. And he talked his heart out and we, we gave him that opportunity and we listened to him and his life story. And it was really good. It was really good. And I'm thankful that we were able to create this warm, welcoming environment for him. And I hope he felt loved and he Later on, when we were on a walk with the kids the following day, he said, thank you so much. That was so awesome. I really loved, you know, spending Christmas with you. And I am grateful that we were able to do that. Speaking of that, we also, another thing that I started this year, I decided I think it would be fun to have a new tradition with the kids. I called some assisted living homes in the area and I found one. that is close by that allowed us to come over and give out Christmas cards to the residents. And so one of the days when my toddler was napping, me and my boys, we decided to sign some Christmas cards and they just wrote, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Jesus loves you. And they signed their name and we put them in envelopes and we went to an assisted living and we just hand out cards to the residents. We went to their dining room area. We handed out to the people that were over there. And then we walked around because it's like kind of like an apartment complex in a sense and like, you know, or dorm rooms, I guess. And so we just walked around and knocked on people's doors and Whoever opened the door, we gave them a card. And who didn't? They had like a little clip on the side of the door where you can hang, you know, the you know the letter, the envelope. And so we did that. And so I thought it was really sweet and fun with the kids. Obviously, things you know went a little bit high sideways with the toddler melting down and all the things. And it was okay. 
we had a good time and I feel really proud of myself for being able to do that. And speaking of that, first of all, that was my first time. I've never done that doing this with my kids. I don't want you to feel bad that you've never done that with your kids. You might be able to do that next year or even, you know, even now just for Easter or something like that. You could do that with your kids. What was helpful, I can tell you, is the time of the month. If this happened, maybe like the first week of January, I would not be able to do that because that is my week before my cycle. I don't feel good mentally. I don't feel good emotionally. My tolerance levels are much lower than they normally would be. And I don't think I would have the mental and emotional capacity to do something like that. And so it just happened to line up that Christmas break. I was in my good time of the month where I have energy and I feel good mentally and emotionally. And I had the capacity to do that with my kids. And I want you to respect that. One of the things that I teach in my coaching program is to work around your cycle. And sometimes we need to we need to accept that we are not in a good time of the month and we can't do XYZ. Like for me, I know that in a in in a few days it's gonna be a challenging part of the month for me. And it's my son's birthday coming up, and I won't be able to host a big birthday party that week. And we will make it simple. We will make it easy. We will do something fun as a family where I don't have to do much. Pick up a cake instead of making one. We will, he wants to go roller skating to an indoor park. We'll do that. But to make things simple and easy for myself, because I know it will become really overwhelming if I actually try to plan something. And it will feel stressful and I will feel edgy and frustrated and snappy. And I don't want those memories for my kids when I am planning their birthday party or doing some activity with them. And so I just want you to keep that in mind. That is definitely one of the things that I touch on in my coaching program. All right. I have a couple more things. I wanted to share with you that we do have a dog named Fluffy. He is seven months old. He's a little Pomeranian and I groom him. I'm the one that grooms him and brushes his teeth and takes care of him the most, which is fine. And this dog does not like grooming. And every time I try to clip his nails, he tries to bite me and he doesn't like it. And so if that, maybe that's why I was watching a bunch of grooming YouTube videos, trying to figure out how to groom my dog in a way that he enjoys. And I am just trying to figure my way out. But either way, we have a cute little white uh, slash slightly brown Pomeranian that is just fun and our family loves. And he has so much energy and he's fun. On New Year's Eve, we went to my husband's boss's house. They invited us over for lunch and we hung out over there and we did some fireworks afterwards and then we came home and my husband watched football with the boys and I put the toddler to bed and they stayed up probably the boys till around 11 and then they went to bed and then my husband and I prayed on New Year's and... I was able to sit down and reflect on the previous year and do some journaling. And then we just fell asleep together shortly after the new year. I think when what I notice is that when you have kids, New Year's looks different. Especially for us, we don't have anywhere to drop off our kids. No grandparents that can you know keep them overnight and for us to go to some event or something like that. And so it's just different. It's different because 
what's the point of staying up till 3 a.m. in the morning when your kids are going to get up, you know, at 7 or something? And so it's just different now that you have kids. And I'm okay with that. And I personally, I don't like to stay up super late. And so I didn't mind that my family, you know, my kids are home and we and we went to bed <laughs> shortly after midnight. Everybody slept until like, I think it was 8.30, 9.30 maybe even. So it was like nice and quiet in the morning. And I got up an hour before everybody and I was able to have some alone time and quiet time. Anyways, what I want to remind you is that if you still want to join me for the challenge in January of getting up one hour before your kids. And we, we talk through things in the chat. What if your kids get up with you early in the mornings? What can you do? How can you teach them to stay in bed and sleep longer? And all the little things that come up with moms who want to get up early in the mornings. We talk through that and I coach you through that to support you on this. So this is completely free. It's for a whole month and it's literally essentially free coaching with me. And so email me the word challenge and I will send you the next steps how to connect and get into the group chat and again I want to circle back to my Amazon favorite product this podcast episode it is the sensory swing that we have for my kids and I will link that in the show notes if you scroll down to my Amazon favorites you're going to see it over there and it my kids love it they use it every every single day. My boys absolutely love it. So if you're able to get yourself that kind of swing and hang it from the ceiling or anywhere above, your kids are totally going to love it. And it's, it's an indoor swing that you can use with your kids. It is under Mom Hack Besties in my Amazon store. My friend, I am so excited for you to be here. I am thankful that you tuned in and you listened to this podcast episode this week on Friday. I will be releasing an episode with Emily, a guest on my show, and we will be talking about decluttering, how to start with decluttering and how it affects our mental and emotional well-being. And what do you do when you feel so overwhelmed with stuff and how do you even start and where do you start? So watch out for that episode. I'm excited to have her come. And until next time, thank you so much for being here. May God bless you. Hi friend. Did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.